Welcome to another edition of The List, the Right Fiction Podcast. We've got a wonderful show for you all today about our favorite female vocalists. Before we get started, if you love the pod, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe on your listening app. It helps us reach new listeners just like you. Also, be sure to check out our website, www.rightfiction.com, where you can find the Spotify playlist with all our picks that we've mentioned in the pod. Now, let's get to it. On this podcast, we go on and on about many of the artists that we love. Overall, and problematically, I might add, I bet you the artists we talk about tilt pretty strongly to being male artists. Well, on today's show, we are going to throw the men out the window and just focus on the female artists we love, and in particular, our favorite female vocalists. With so many amazing female vocalists to discuss, this is definitely an exciting episode today. So hang out with us for a bit and see if our list matches yours. And with that, I want to introduce the fellas. Um, I'm going to give it to you. Adam Blonselic, a.k.a. the podiatrist Zelensky. What's going on, buddy? Oh, what isn't going on? The world is open, but I'm still wearing a mask. But uh, it's great to be like, you know, a functioning, like, you know, human again, you know? I hear it's you. great. I hear you. Uh, Freddie gotta... Bobetti. Berman. Yes, sir. Are you here? I'm here. I'm doing. I'm hanging. Nice. Uh, practicing. Looking forward to the day where we can all, hopefully soon, play music together in the same room. Nice hoss. In front nice. of people. I don't know about the horse. The ho- I don't know. It doesn't doesn't it doesn't sound like genuine. I didn't say it right. I didn't say it right. I got to Well, yeah, that's saying you, you're trying you're trying to practice it like during a taped podcast. <laughs> like you got you got to like stand look in the mirror and be like horse. Horse. Horse, you know, work on it. I I horse Brendan. Horse bog. Horse Patty. Horse hog. Uh, uh, there you go. I guess not no, that's, that doesn't matter. Boss horse. Um Anyway, Patty met him again. How are you? I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. All right. Now, I, short and sweet. I, I did want to bring something up um, that Adam said uh, just to kind of kick off our podcast here today. And um, something's been on my mind. Um, so yeah, Adam was like, yeah, you still, you still go out, use your mask and everything. Mm-hmm. So do I. When I go to the supermarket, I use my mask. I wear it. And then I look at other people. And they're not wearing a mask, even though it's like okay to not wear it now, at least in New Jersey. And I just get so angry. Yeah. And I know it's like, and I think uh, that they must be okay. some sort of like nut nut job. And I'm, Let, I'm like, wait a sec, no, they're not. They just like following it, the rules. It, it's kind of hard to on program, right? Yeah. But here, here's here's where I'm more why I specifically said that as I'm you know been doing the uh, the NBA playoffs, and so we are at full capacity at Wells Fargo Center, and like masks are optional and. So you're like in a mixed like eighteen thousand people with like fourteen thousand of them not wearing masks, and you're like, <laughs> I'm just trying to like you know, I'm like, you know, it's just because I'm working. I have you know, it's it's part of part of my job. You know, yeah. I'm getting paid. I need to wear the mask. But you're just like, man, I want to wear. But like it gets to the point where I'm so used to wearing the mask that it feels like it's like an appendage anymore. So yeah. it's like there's a part of me that's just like, and also also I've been able to not have to like trim my beard as much and right. you know, not worry about my breath. 
Yeah. Or, and, and so there's those, those things you're like, ah, oh, shit, I got to like shave today. Or, you yeah, know, you not yet. Like, stuff up your working. nose or something. Uh, nose hairs. Come on. We're, we're all getting, you know, men of advancing <laughs> age here. The nose hairs just kind of, you know. I don't worry about that anymore. No? You just let them fly? Because I got a mask, man. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant just in general. You just, Rebecca doesn't say anything? No, nah, she does. <laughs> like Aaron, what is that? Out of you? you got a bird's nest coming out of your nose. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I will say it's like, um, and even like well, I was looking at the the six recent Sixers game, Adam, and like half the people that had masks had them by their chin. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, like, still just, it's kind of like a fashion statement at this point. But yeah, but like, how do you deprogram yourself to be like, no, we shouldn't. Like, we sh- is it? It's the cool to not wear a mask. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I think I, I mean it's just been so long. It's just it, it it becomes it's like a routine. It's part of like you know it's keys, wallet, phone, mask. Yeah, I mean I think maybe it is just going to be kind of a little piece of society to to a degree. You know, I mean you know I mean it always has kind of been an Asian culture when like, like sicknesses are going around. So maybe it, it just has kind of uh, eked its way into here, given you yeah. know a hundred year global pandemic. Yeah, I, I walk into Brendan's house, you know, for doing some vocal stuff, and each time I step my foot in the door, I'm like. Should I? <laughs> and then I, it goes away quickly. I think, I think in time, you know, as long, I, I think it'll just eventually just, you know, just as it gradually gotten used to it, it'll just gradually, you know, except maybe wintertime, you know, like during flu season, and maybe, saying maybe it becomes a, a seasonal thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was shown that we, we had like record low flu numbers this last year because of the mask mandate. Yeah. Just do it, wear it for the flu and whatnot, you know? Although I I like a good sick day, I like a good sick day, guys. Yeah, prices. Well, right. I mean, yeah. And then you got to wonder this coming winter if people are gonna get like nailed and get nailed with big flus, you know, that they haven't they've avoided for a year. Right. Who knows? It could. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, not not in a good way, but uh, hopefully it goes. We'll, well see. I think is more. Yeah. Yeah, like in a Haas way. And on eh, that note, almost, almost. <laughs> that was. Does this conclude the awkward banter section of the show? Yes. <laughs> Concluded. <laughs> Shut the door. <laughs> In case you were wondering what uh, a bunch of guys that talk about music think about masks, pay attention to the first 10 minutes of this podcast. <laughs> no, but it's something I think about a lot, you know? Oh, yeah, me yeah, too. I me bet too. You other people do too, you know? There was a push and pull to it. There's a lot of push and pull. Yeah. Um, anyway, on that note, let's get to our, our topic, which uh, cool. I'm actually very excited to talk about today. And um, there's so many amazing female vocalists out there, and it's just so hard to kind of pick, you know, the top, you know, your top three or four or, four or five or whatever. But um, and uh, Freddie, this was your topic, right? Yeah. And why? What? What? What brought this to your mind? I, you know, I, I have no idea. It just appeared to me out of the blue. But I, I will say that, and I know, I guess Adam's going first. Uh, I quant- quantified, qualified, my picks are qualified based on kind of like the record. Like, I'm not really big on vocal gymnastics. That, mm. That's kind of a turnoff for me, actually. Oh, yeah, we got stuff to talk about. Yeah, we do. Because to me, that's like, you're just showing off. That's not musical. That's bullshit, uh, BS. Mm. What what I chose my picks on were the originality 
of the per person's voice, like an original voice. Like, can you hear two or three notes and you know who that person is and it's pleasing to you? That's a sign of a good voice, male, male or female to nice. me. So that's kind of what what led this, this to this topic a little bit, an original voice. Nice. Well, you know Freddie, uh, I'm very happy that you kind of gave us your insight into like um, how you kind of approach this. Yep. So now as we go into our picks, hopefully the listeners will uh, judge all of our topics based on on what you have said and see if we, we meet your criteria. Well, just for this topic. <laughs> Yes, yeah, not all of our topics because yeah. I picked this. And then we'll go back in the discussion area, and I'm sure we'll have a lot of discussions on maybe maybe some of the things you said are off. Who knows? It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, I'm maybe not a not. gymnastics guy, but go ahead. Maybe not. <laughs> um, either way, on that note, um, let's kick it off. Uh, yeah. Mr. Blonde Selleck, Adam Zelensky, what right. are your top three favorite female vocalists, sir? Oh, um, first off, it's, uh, it goes without saying, but it's unfortunate that we have to like, you know, go specifically female, you know, for, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a fact of life, but it's unfortunate that we have to like specialize, you know, female. It just, it, it pains me. There's so many great ones out there, but you know, the recognition, it's a, you know, male It's a real thing. World. Yeah. It's definitely a yeah. real thing that, you know. Yeah. It's uh it's uh, it's unfortunate. And the three I chose, I, I feel like, you know, you know, maybe a, it's a matter of opinion, but I have, you know, don't quite have the level of recognition. I think that they should. So with no further ado at uh, number three, I have Cass Elliot. Stars shining bright above you. Night breezes seem to whisper. I love you. Birds of the uh, mamas and papas fame although i think she kind of got unfairly marketed and she because uh the, the on the playlist is a as one of her solo albums she has such an amazing versatile voice and they they wouldn't market her not as mama cass for so long and she had an unfortunate passing and, and a really crappy legacy based off of it. it's kind of a cruel joke that i really hate but she, she yep. does not deserve that an amazing amazing singer number three uh at number two i have whitney houston Now um, you're gonna say overlooked. I'm like, I, I really feel like she was had the like the greatest singer in the world title belt, you know, in contention there for a while, you know, especially with the uh, Dolly Parton cover and that um, the uh, national anthem where she does maybe the greatest national anthem ever sung. But she like she's never in the conversation, and and she had a bunch of great singles on her on her own albums. But uh, you don't really hear her in the conversation. I think she should really be an amazing voice. Number two and number one. I have Alison Krauss. You're the lucky one, I know that now. Don't ask you why, when, where, how. You look at the world through your smiling eye, and you laugh at the devil as his train rolls by. And I think, uh, in, in her case, it's, you know, mainly bluegrass, and I love bluegrass, but just to be frank, it's not a hip type of music. But, uh, I mean, uh, it, and I, I picked her uh, one of her live albums for the playlist, which is a great album. But I think the one that it might be even a better bridge is the one she does with Robert Plant called Raising Sand is just an, um, an immaculate album. And, and, and her voice is just oh, just like butter on it. So uh, those are my three. They just announced they're doing another one together. Oh, oh wow. Ooh. 
That album was breaking so news. Tremendous. Yeah. yeah. So she does have a very pure, beautiful voice. I'll give so you that. So sweet. Yeah. 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 yeah definitely. Uh, Mr. Bobetti. Yes, sir. What are your favorite three? Okay, my favorite three. Uh, number at number three, coming in at number three, and uh, I guess this is kind of tied in with Whitney Houston is her auntie Dionne Warwick. Right? Aren't they? Weren't they related? I believe. It's possible. I, yeah. No. <laughs> <or at> least, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, maybe you guys are too young to know that. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that uh, Dionne Warwick was related to Whitney Houston. That's number three. Love her voice. Love her ability to sing anything that's another thing uh one of the reasons i picked the three that i did is because i'm pretty sure all three of these women could sing any genre of music uh coming in at number two dusty springfield if you stay i'll make you a day like no day has been all will be again we'll sail on the sun and she did record just about every style of music during her career. Uh, coming from, uh, you know, across the pond and coming over here and recording some great R&B and some great pop and a little bit of country. Uh, and then my number one pick is one of my favorite voices ever. Miss Nancy Wilson. Talk about a moon floating in the sky, looking like a lily on a lake. Talk about a bird learning how to Just fly. Beautiful, beautiful voice. I don't know that she sang every style of music, but I bet you she could have. And those are my three. Very awesome pick, sir. Adam, what do you got, buddy? Upon research, um, Dionne Warwick and Whitney Houston are cousins. That's I knew they were related. There I, you go. I feel like such a millennial for bringing this up, but do you, are you guys aware of Dionne Warwick's Twitter feed? No. It's, what is it? It's delightful. It's so she's she recently <laughs> got on Twitter, and I'll just say that like she both throws shade and suffers no fools on her Twitter feed, and Love it's it. it's so worth it. It's great. You gotta love it when that that generation just gets like in the Twitter. David Crosby's kind of a similar way, where he just like yells at people. I mean, it, it's he can be repulsive, but he it's 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 just great that he gets in there. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gets his, for the day. Gets his hands dirty, huh? Yeah. Oh, he he has no fear of that. Yeah, right. and that's and that's the internet is a great vehicle for that. Now so, I have to check out Dion Warwick's as well. Yeah, so wait heard. for the day when I get my card. So Say I've anything heard. on Twitter card. <laughs> <laughs> The, the the beyond caring point, you know. <laughs> um, uh, Patty, what are your top three favorite female vocalists are? Okay. For my number three, I went with Sarah Watkins. Listen to the night singing each one. 
known for her work with Nickel Creek, The Watkins Family Hour. I'm with her. She's kind of like straddling the bluegrass, folky, alternative line. Her voice is incredibly sweet with just a hint of rasp, which just kind of right in, right in my wheelhouse as far as voices that I like. My number two, I feel pretty basic for putting this one on there, but at the same time, I couldn't deny Adele. She's just, oh, yeah. she's amazing. I mean, she is. I, it's yeah. I don't, I don't think I could say anything that hasn't been said about Adele. She's just incredible. And then my number one, I've thought this for a long time. I don't know why she's not uh, named when people are naming just like the greatest soul singers of all time. Because I think she's up there. I think she needs to be in the same conversation as say Aretha. And for me, Mavis Staples, number one. You love me. That's great picks, sir. Great, great picks. Um, all, all excellent, excellent singers. Um, and with that, uh, I'm gonna give my uh, top three. Yeah, picks. what do you this got? What do you got? It's me, Aaron Brown, the John Stockton of, of podcasts, aka Corn Tea. Dish it out. And, uh, here's here, here, here's me dishing it out. Uh, my number three pick for favorite female vocalist is uh, Maria Callas. Yeah. She is a, an opera singer, and um, I don't know if anybody's ever heard her sing, but you need oh, yeah. to go straight to the Spotify playlist and check her out. What she does on, um, I believe, La Boheme um, is just so special. And she she's special to me specifically because, you know, she if you hear a lot of opera singers, you know, she sounds like, like a little bit off. Not a little bit off, but like, um, it's like more personality, it seems, in her voice. And just so much, if I feel it so much more than a lot of other opera singers. And it's just so special. I could listen to her all day. My number two favorite female vocalist is the wonderful, talented, amazing Minnie Ripperton. Come to my garden, let the stars fill your eyes. Come to my garden and walk with me of uh, Loving You fame. Uh, just about everybody around the world knows that song, Loving You. Uh, but beyond that... Nobody can it. hit those notes. <laughs> well, except for Mariah Carey, maybe. Yeah. Um, That's why I'm... It's, but, it's, a, it's a very, very little amount. Yes, very little amount. But, I mean, she... Uh, her, her music is amazing. And um, her first solo album, actually, has so much... Um, her, vo- her voice is so just wide-ranging and expressive and just unique to her um i haven't heard anybody with her type of voice that can sing the way she does um and my number one choice is my um you know up there that maybe a top five vocalist for me of all time uh, is uh sarah vaughn love one lovely day 
so sassy is the best. I mean, uh, pretty good. Know, there's, there's only one Sarah Vaughn singing jazz talent talent um, competition. That's because Sarah Vaughn is her voice is just the best. She has so much vibrato. I hate vibrato singing when there's a lot of vibrato in singing. I hate it, but she does it. She. I don't mind it, guys. Not only that, I love it. Good picks. Good picks. Actually, Nancy Wilson and Sarah Vaughn, I didn't want to pick both of them because it wouldn't have been fair to you guys. (laughs) But Nah, man. I I would have fought you for Sarah Vaughn. No, that's what I'm saying. I left it on the table for you because I picked first. And I I thought about both of them as my top picks, but it wouldn't have been fair. I will tell you, though, I wouldn't have picked Nancy Wilson. And on that note, we're going to take a short break. We're going to take a short break and come back with a lot of discussion. Choice. (laughs) Choice. We're going to talk. We're going to talk. And we are back. And um, so we left you with the little little cliffhanger there. So I'm going to go right back to my guy, Freudy, and, uh, and and ask you about Nancy Wilson. I, I do love Nancy Wilson. Oh, me love too. Love Nancy Wilson's voice. Love the songs she, she sung. I love her albums. Um, but in, in the pantheon of um, especially um, uh, female jazz singers of that era, yep, yep. Um, she doesn't. Um, I know a lot of people like love, love, love Nancy Wilson. Like she's their number one, but for me, she doesn't hit hit that way. Um, right. But I, I understand that she does hit that way for you. So why does Wait. she kind of hit that way for you? Because, um, well, let me just go back and say my dad was a huge fan of Sarah Vaughn. What dad? Almost wasn't. all dads. Aren't right? all dads? Right, right, right. Yeah. Aren't all dads? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I grew up hearing her voice a lot. And she has a certain range. <laughs> and Nancy Wilson has a certain range. And it's just, uh, you know, apples and oranges. Uh, Sarah, Sarah Vaughn's voice, you know, after a while, I, I could maybe use a break. Nancy Wilson's voice is to me. It's just like her range is a little more pleasing to me. That's all. Oh, man, you're like killing me, man. You're the, the arrow straight uh, through the heart. <laughs> I love them both. I just Good. like a, a certain aspect of Nancy Wilson's voice more. What, so, what percentage of a, a potential listening audience? is not going to think of the right Nancy Wilson. Ooh, Ooh good point. Because the, the other Nancy Wilson would be would be a fine pick for this list, too. Yeah. Who's the but, other Nancy Wilson? Uh, Hart. Hart. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, you do. I do not. <laughs> and, don't and, don't and, put and, that and, past me. Because uh, it's way uh, past Oh, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Old Corn Teeth doesn't done have the full, the full book there, yeah. I tried that line out, that didn't work. But uh, anyway, my heart, yes. um, crazy on you, Barracuda. I never heard that song. Interesting. 
You, 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 if you heard it, you, you, you know, it's one of those that you've heard on classic rock radio. Yeah. And it's, All right, it's probably heard it, but I didn't know who was doing it. I guess. Right, right. Well, Hart. I mean, that there's Nancy Wilson, and 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 you know, initially I looked at him like, until I saw the playlist, I'm like, I'm like, Freddie picked the sing one of the Hart <laughs> singers as his as his favorite. I'm like, and they're great, but I'm like, I, I just would have surprised me after the first two, you know, after Dion Warwick and Dusty Springfield, right. and like you picked picked like someone that shares lead vocal, you know, shares lead vocals, right. not even the main. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, mm. but Aaron, it will happen. It's going to happen more and more than you think. What? What is that? The I mean, people thinking hard. I mean, it, you know, uh. people are like just classic rock radio is just like on more than like jazz radio. It's just a thing that's just on at bars. You know, the people just have on in their cars. Not, I mean, not as much as anymore as maybe satellite radio or Spotify. But it's been truth be told, if I would have picked one of the Wilson sisters, it would have been Ann. Oh, <laughs> crushed. <laughs> Man. She's a better singer. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Well boy, well, let's not drag let's not drag the other Nancy Wilson through the dirt too much today. <laughs> anyway. She's good and better. <laughs> yeah. Any anywho, um uh Brendan, you, you were kind of staking your claim um on Mavis Staples Staples Hill. Um I wanna hear uh, g- g- give us the give us the the, the credentials. Well, I think Mavis Staples, as we talked about in terms of a qualifying factor, no one sounds like her, in my opinion. And the other qualifying factor for me with my picks is I could listen to any of my picks at any time, and I don't tire of their voices. Mavis Staples' voice has also gotten better with age somehow. And I think, to allude to what I said earlier with the controversial statement, I think part of why she is not talked about in like the the superstar female singers is because she came out with the staple singers. She was part of an ensemble. She wasn't her own like kind of her her own um, identity at first. And so, for better or for worse, I mean the staple singers are great, and those early records are amazing. And, and uh, I put them on our companion playlist, which I think people should check out because if you only know the hits of the staple singers, you are doing yourself a disservice. But I just think she is so great and quite the musical personality. She never tries to do too much. She knows what her voice can do, but her voice can do a lot. Yeah. What, what do you got to ask? Uh, the question too, Brendan, just because I mean I am I am uh, you know fairly familiar with Mavis Staples, but not quite the not quite her career you know, like history arc. Like um, just just to like you know um, as a counter, um, like Diana Ross, you know, broke out of the Supremes and kind of you know burst out of that shadow was, was there like career decisions that Mavis Staples made like a difference because it wasn't always Diana Ross in the Supremes it was originally the Supremes so what did yeah. did Mavis like ha- did she hang around with the Staples singers like a long time before going uh you know before branding her own name more as far as I know yeah I mean the Staples singers were around I think for quite a while and even one of the one of the more recent records she put out they they even incorporated like an archive recording of pops singing so she could have that that effect of like singing with pops once again so yeah i think they they stayed together and she you know maybe it was an ego thing maybe she didn't feel the need to step out and and break it out on her own in the same way as a diana ross i don't know i mean she she certainly has her own solo career now and is putting out solid records. I mean, that, that Jeff Tweedy collaboration, I think is such a cool record and, and on and on. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the career decisions were. And, um, 
Uh, while you're talking, Brendan, I, I got to go back to you for, I just can't let this go. Um, Adele, man. Um, so, so a lot of us picked like, you know, artists that are kind of a little older, I guess, except for, um, um, yeah, I guess, you know, older, older-ish. Mm-hmm. And you went with the, the young, the young, I guess it's because it's a woman. I don't know if you can say like a young buck, but. Um, if it was a dude, I'd be like young a young doe. Guy. A young doe. A young doe. A lioness. A lioness. Um, why? Like, how did? How would? How is she just that tremendous to be above all of the amazing singers that have come before her throughout history? <laughs> she can like sing though. <laughs> well, so first of all, first of all, she was not my number one. She was my number two. And I don't know, maybe it's just because I am I'm not in the pop music world as much. So I'm not like I'm not oversaturated with Adele when she came out like she was she was around and I knew of her and I, I heard the hits. But like the longer she's been around, the more she has cemented herself as being as earning her place on the mantle of the great female singers and i have a huge appreciation for her voice and also like she's kind of the she's kind of carrying the torch of the modern day diva in terms of big personality she does what she wants she tells you exactly how it is and she kind of has this like and maybe it's partly british she has this like royalty kind of air to her as well and i think she's incredible really go ahead adam um just a um I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with Brendan in that uh, the example I will use is that um, my wife used to uh, watch The Voice a lot, and and when and um, you know they just it's a bunch of just you know singer people covering songs, and anyone that ever did Adele like had a hard time like a heck of a time with it like she's kind of at one of the more monder, modern like standards of like. You know, um, vocal acuity or whatever you want to call it. like power. Like, so many people have a time. Yeah, like p- people can't. It, she's hard to replicate, and a lot of people try. Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead, Freddie. So, my wife is a great singer, but you will never hear her sing. <laughs> she will not that? sing in public. She's a great singer. Trust me. She used to do session work. She just got to think about. She'd kill me right now if she knows telling the world that your hushed tone. She, she's right downstairs. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but a singer, speaking of the voice that my wife turned me on to, and I never realized how great she was. She can sing anything. I did not put her on my list because of the age thing, trying to pay tribute here. And also because it's one of those things where, like, you know, can I tell who it is in three notes? I can't. However, Kelly Clarkson can sing her off. Hmm. She is amazing, and she can sing anything. And I do mean anything. Check hmm. that out next time you hear her sing. She's a monster. Go ahead, B. I think that's a I, – I totally agree with you, Freddie – like much love and respect for Kelly Clarkson. And I, it's a, it's a great point. And I do want to bring up kind of the, the crop of singers that were born out of the voice American idol shows this phenomenon of like 
primetime TV focusing on a singing voice, which is kind of cool in some ways. Um, but I kind of want to circle back to like some of our qualifying factors, re-gymnastics when we talked about that. Has any any of you guys ever seen that clip when Harry Connick Jr. was on American Idol and he was like really laying into this one singer and, and talking about using too many pentatonics? Do you guys know that? I do know that. Familiar with I that? watched it like 50 times when it came out. I was like, yeah, Harry. I mean, like, yeah, what that guy said, you know, because gymnastics one are one thing, but your melodic ideas and relying on these riffs that are kind of tired and at this point a little cliche like that's that's the next level of of diva powerhouse to me is like you've got you've got the amazing range you can deliver but then when you do kind of dip your toes into this more gymnastic type singing your ideas better be fresh and that's part of why I give it up for Adele because she's got to build on all these amazing singers that you guys picked that came before her and find her own place. And that's why she's broken out. That's why Kelly Clarkson's broken out because how long has the voice and American Idol been going on for? And we are we, not that many of those singers have gone on to establish a great career. That's because, true. And they all can sing great, but it's that next level of like, I agree. what are your ideas? What are you adding to this conversation? Because you better add something new because there's a whole lineage of amazing singers before you that already did that. Right. Yeah, that's very true. Um, Actually, I, I have a little background on the, um, so Kelly Clarkson, she had, she, she was with that guy, Justin Guarini or whatever. Local and boy. that dude was like a Philly dude. Doylestown. And, uh, yeah. I knew, I knew, a, I knew a dude who, who was like in like some sort of choir with them or whatever. He had like recordings before like of them doing stuff and that dude could blow, but, um, I guess that's part of it is like, you know, she could blow even more like um, like he, he was good, but he wasn't like good, good. And she was she is good, good. Well, she but can sing spe- anything. It's, Speaking it's of just... someone else that could really blow, though, um, Adam, I got to go to your Whitney Houston pick. When I saw that, I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> I thought it was an Aaron pick. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was, too. I was like, did I put that? I, that. I, I need to be that? surprising. I some I need to be surprising sometimes. Right. I know, I, I, know like, yeah. I, I fall into predictable patterns, but no, I, I actually. Well, um, I was surprised you didn't put the uh, um, the originator of great. Uh, what is that? Greatest love, not the great, greatest love of all. Is that the song? No, no. Um, what's that song? I will always love you. Oh, Dolly. Yeah, I was surprised you didn't put the uh, originator of that tune in there. Instead, you you uh, went with the uh, the the cover artist. The, well, the the <laughs> one that took it to a, another level. You know, I mean, I mean, I like Dolly's version. I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's no, no, mis- no uh, secret. I'm big in the country, but uh, you know, we're talking. You know, this is your world, Aaron. Straight up vocals. We're talking female vocalists, and 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 this. I think I really. I mean, Whitney Houston was at the on the top of the world there in like the late '80s, early '90s. And I said yeah. I have that first album of hers on vinyl. It's just magnificent. It's, it's just, wonderful, isn't it? She's just got the yeah. It's just the the power, the control. It's just. Great. And I mean, really, is there a better version of the Star Spangled Banner than that one from the Super Bowl? I mean, it, it's up for debate. But like when you're we're talking all these greatest singers, do, do you guys feel like Whitney Houston is getting her her due? Like, I don't. Yeah, I think she's, she's got to be. She's I mean, great. if we're a lot of singers that I talk about, I talk to or whatever, they're like, oh, they always talk about Whitney Houston. It's like it's just like you don't even you know, it's like, you know, don't have to mention like when we when we when we don't talk about Miles Davis, it's kind of like yeah. that. But in, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, that's amongst the music community. But in the general, like, 
the general public opinion community. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I the, should the end of her attention. career kind of like sullied the uh, well, the whole tabloid maybe. culture. Yeah, yeah with her and Bobby Brown, and yeah, I mean, kind of got lost you know, sight in the, in, the, in the actual power. It's, of un, it's unfortunate. Same thing with Cass Elliott, where just like a you know an untimely death kind of just really just you know kind of put a wet blanket on the legacy a little bit. Yeah, I think she might have even had the. I I think she had the best voice in that whole entire group. Like she she carried him. I'm in my opinion, she carried those I, bums. Oh, I mean, I don't even really personally. I'm not even huge that huge on the mamas and papas. Really, I, I think they're they're fun. I'm actually John Phillips has a pretty good solo album. I like, but uh, I really I like her solo stuff. Is I mean, if you guys have ever heard that, I mean, she was trying more of like a like a jazzy cabaret type of thing, and I think showing off her voice even even more. Um, but uh, the they saying they wouldn't the the record you know powers that be would not like she they kept. Marketing her as Mama Cass, and and right. I don't think she, you know, and it, it, I don't think she was really into that. And then, and then saying, then she passed. Uh, I don't know the exact thing, but it wasn't the ham sandwich thing, which just pisses me off. That they, it, it's just, it's, it, it became a joke. Yeah. And right. coincidentally enough, she passed away in um, in uh, Harry Nielsen's uh, flat in in London. Yeah, I saw that. And which later Keith Moon passed in the yeah. same place, and then Nielsen's like, "Screw this, I'm selling this place." I mean, it's just, yeah. But uh, no, that I I I just wish I could have heard more from her. I mean, she pa- she was she was gone at thirty three, and she could yeah. have kept going. What's up, Freddie? Sure. I was just you know, there's this question <laughs> that occasionally gets asked: Was it easy or hard to narrow down these picks? Mm-hmm. It was hard, but like I said, my criteria. For me, personally, I mean, because there's so many great women and men singers, obviously, this uh, female, sorry, and male, obviously, this category today is female, but my picks, the three and the honorable mentions, which we will get to, for me, are all people that I can recognize in one or two notes. You know what I mean? That's like, that's a voice. You know what I mean? Anybody can be a minor bird. You know what I mean? That's, that's whatever. You're born with a, a, a talent. You're born with the ability to vocalize. But do you have a unique voice? To me, is what separates the women from the goddesses. <laughs> right. And so, like, um, you know, I'm looking at... Um you know, all our picks and a lot of just about all of them have kind of unique voices. Um, but then it kind of puts me into a place um, to breaking it, breaking the conversation out a little bit. It's like, there's some of the unique voices that are just totally, totally not there. And, you know, and that's, you know, unique voices like, um, um, oh man, I'm forgetting her name now. Um, well, Ella Fitzgerald is one of them. Um, you know, ooh, what's another? Etta um, James. Etta James. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I can't even say that. I'm not a huge Ed of James fan. I'll oh, be honest. Yeah, with you I knew guys. That I'm not a huge I fan. I think on Ed some level I knew that. that, that. <laughs> <laughs> you were totally doing that on purpose. But um, what's that? What's that woman that's saying? Um, uh, buy me a BMW. Oh, 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 Janice Joplin. Right, Janice Joplin. Like totally unique. You know, well-known voice. You know, so I mean, so Linda Ronstadt. Uh, you know what I mean? Olivia Newton-John. You know? I mean, yeah, it becomes a matter of taste at a certain point, of course. Right. Right. And so I guess none of those tastes hit you guys in the heart. 
Uh, Adam, go ahead, man. Oh, Aaron, um, just we haven't really talked about your picks, and I'll just say that you picked some, like, you, you, you have maybe the oldest picks, um, and you are the vocal guy of the of the group and everything is always about vocals is is, is there why does nothing contemporary hit you like the old stuff um that's a good question adam because um there are a couple people that are contemporary that do hit me like the old stuff um but then i just look at the the catalog of material Mm. and i'm like well like so there's an artist called yeba out there She can sing her butt off, but she only has like five songs out. So I'm like, uh, you're really good, but I mean, who knows? Need to see you more. Know what right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, get um, back to me in 10 years. Yeah. You know, there's a couple other artists that can like straight up like sing, but I'm like, mm, I need to. I mean, you don't have a catalog like Sarah Vaughn or like Maria Callis. Or, you know, Minnie Ripperton with her just like, I just don't, I don't talk about Minnie Ripperton for a second. She started out in uh, singing like yeah, Rotary please. Connection. Do you guys know Rotary Connection? Yes. Like, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's like super kind of like, um, I don't know if it's totally experimental, but it's experimental. It's not like three minute pop song type stuff. At the and, time, it was very cutting edge. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, and to her first like solo album, like uh, Come to My Garden, like if you actually listen to the album. Um, produced, um, you know, arranged by Charles Stepney. Um, it, it's just like it's so unique. It's like so unique, and and her voice fits in it uniquely, and the the subject matter is unique. It's just like it's just a whole experience. Her her voice, like maybe if she was singing something, and when she does sing stuff that's contemporary or like you know pop oriented, I'm like this is this is garbage. But like when she's like doing her like her mini Ripperton thing, like her thing. He's just like, you can't touch her. And that's why she sits on my list. And um, Brendan, what do you got, man? I think it's a great point about longevity. And I and, and points taken with a couple of my picks on the younger side who perhaps have not proven themselves in the same arena as some of your guys' picks. But I think uh, the point I wanted to bring up is the voice as an instrument that you have to take care of over time because some singers and, and the singers that we've all named are okay flashy maybe powerful yes musical yes all those things but they bring it every time and if you're not taking care of your voice as an instrument just like going to the gym and working out and like taking care of your vocal health that voice and that instrument will not hold up over time and so it's just interesting to me how so many of these singers have had the longevity had a long and celebrated career and then some of them very much cut short and we'll never know how their instrument would have developed over time, would have aged over time. And I, I don't know, I just wanted to bring that up as a thought of of the voice as an instrument that that really does mature and and change in many ways over the course of a career. Yeah, definitely. Right on. And, um, and we, we got to go to a break soon, but um, before we get to the break, you know, there's a couple of people that, you know, I definitely want to just touch upon um, before we get out uh, to the break. And that's, uh, you know, we didn't talk about yet, uh, Sarah Watkins, uh, Brandon, your pick, um, or uh, we didn't touch much about uh, Dusty Springfield, who is, um, she does uh, If You Go Away. Oh, oh, that song is, that's a, a Jacques Brel song, uh, Namikitapa. 
Not many people know from Nina Simone, who we didn't put in here because we put her every week. So yeah, <laughs> right. She's a frequent uh, player. Yeah, or even uh, Dion Warwick. Um, and 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 um, uh, and also Allison Krauss, of course. We didn't talk about her. Um, did you guys want to kind of touch upon any of those um, folks? Um, uh, I mean, they're all pretty well known, and they're. I think their discographies and their history speaks for themselves. I would rather maybe touch on uh, some honorable mentions when we come back. All right. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. And with that, we're going to take a short break. You are ending segments so well today, Freddie. You are killing it. (laughs) Well, so is Aaron. We're going to take a short break. And we'll be be back uh, with, uh, with our honorable mentions. Hold on. And we are back with our honorable mentions for uh, this week's show. And uh, I'm going to kick it off to uh, my buddy, Brendan, for his uh, honorable mentions. What do you got, buddy? Wow. Okay. My first honorable mention is the great Betty Carter. There never was such a moon. Such a moment so opportune. I don't know if, how familiar you guys are with her, but an amazing yes. jazz singer. Again, someone completely overrated. And a friend of mine made a documentary. Overrated? Overrated? Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, so okay, I'm like, I'm mishearing something. Ooh, thank you, guys. Uh, not enough coffee today. Um, completely <laughs> underrated, underrated singer. Uh, thank goodness Love for her. editing powers. Although I have a feeling that we're going to leave that. No, in. that's the, oh, that's, that. There ain't no edit there. <laughs> Like, and no one's ever heard of her, but she's completely overrated. So overrated. No, uh, Betty Carter is <laughs> a total gem, very underrated jazz singer, amazing control, mm-hmm. such identifiable right. tone. And a friend of mine made a documentary about her that has never seen the light of day, unfortunately, but I have seen it. Uh, very Ooh. privileged to have seen it. And it just, um, it's, it's incredible and shows her in such a great light as being like the real band leader, singer that she was with like the amazing control and just like had her band wrapped around her finger type of thing. So that's my first honorable mention. Well, I just want to jump in there real quick and uh, say that um, I remember her from the Cosby show and she came in and did that part. She was on the Cosby show. Tremendous. Yeah. She's great. Make sure you guys check that out. Yeah. Immediately recognizable too. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. And never really quite got the due that she should have gotten. Uh, so my second honorable mention is opposite end of the spectrum, someone very young, very new, and that's Cam Franklin. You wanna call when you need something. You wanna call when you need something. And she's best known for her work with the band The Suffers. And oh, I'm just gonna yeah. say I can't wait for a Cam Franklin solo record because I think her voice is delightful and I would just love to hear what she can do on her own and what her musical ideas are. Right on. So um, I just wanted to shine a light on her because I think she's a really exciting voice and she is worthy of an honorable mention. She's good. She's good. I actually met her. We did one of those XPN exponential things and then, uh, you know, they had a show at the, uh, the, the shed. 
next door and we played and i think they were on the bill cool really really good band she's good people are nice guys in the band yeah but actually uh adam and i have a little uh uh story about them uh so before we were called the right fiction one of the things we were we were talking about is is the name the table setters or something like that <laughs> because uh one of the times actually we uh adam it was adam it was you and i myself and um was it Imani and, and Allison, Allison? Maybe we uh, we opened up for the Suffers at um, uh, Boot, and Saddle. Boot and Saddle. Yeah, oh, I, was remember, that, I remember. I remember when they were there. I remember when they were there. Yeah, that was like the night before. Or was it the night before they were on like the Tonight Show or something? Yeah, like nice. Literally the oh. night before they were like, I don't know how it's gonna go, but we were just on a Tonight Show. Or, I don't know. It's gonna. No, they're tomorrow. nice, really nice people. How did <laughs> we they were, all fit on that stage? <laughs> they all did, and it was uh, great. It was uh, great. God, that it was, was like I, right I, before I they right wow. before they like blew up, blew up. Like literally, literally the night before they like wow. blew up. I feel and like there was like a two year span where, yeah, between Right Fiction and whatever entity we'd call ourselves, we were just like the opening act for like everyone that like blew up. <laughs> like yeah. Duran Jones. I mean, now look at them; they're they're huge. Who? Duran Jones and the expression is it the not the expressions. I can't remember the but um. I, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah I, don't like know, I don't know if they've necessarily blown up, but <laughs> I see them on a lot of playlists. And, and I'm, they're, kidding, I'm they're kidding. doing well. Oh, but Adam, <laughs> look at us, bud. We're on a podcast. Ooh, <laughs> oh, there's like 15 people around the world that love us. You have um, and and we thank them. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Brent. Yes. Thanks, Brent. Thanks, Brent. <laughs> Brent's moving all around the country, giving us uh, listeners. Uh, anyway, anyway, Freddie, what are your honorable mentions, buddy? Uh, and again, you know what my criteria is, uh, uh, not in any particular order and I'd had, nobody picked any blues singers per se. Uh, I got to go with Coco Taylor. What a recognizable voice. What a, you know, not maybe something I could listen to all night long. Get it? All night long. Anyway, uh, Coco Taylor, one of my favorite blues singers. And then my other honorable mention, country singer, the great Patsy Cline. Crazy. I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. Another recognizable voice. You know, maybe these people aren't what people would consider the greatest singers, but they're two of my favorites. So definitely, th- there you go. Definitely, uh, excellent pick, sir. Uh, I'm going to go next. Um, yes, please. With what my two honorable mentions, uh, my first honorable mention is Mahalia Jackson. Yes. And she's, um, I guess, as the kids say, old school. Uh, you know, born in New Orleans, 1911. And um, she's a gospel singer, uh, primarily known as that. Uh, but, um, and I listen to her when I just want to, like, feel, like, really black. Sometimes, you know, guys, <laughs> I like feeling black. And when I really want to feel really black, I listen to Mahalia Jackson because I, I hear my grandma 
I'm down there on the farm in Florida, and it's just like, whoa, like you're there. And um, especially the one so one uh, album she did with um, Duke Ellington. Um, I'm going to mess up the title, but it's like, was it uh, Black, Blue, and Brown? Or is it Black, Beige, and Brown? I think that's it, right? Black, huh. Beige, and Brown. Anyway, he did. she did Black an album with uh, Duke Ellington. Uh, no, no, not, not Black and Tan. That's a drink. Um, but... <laughs> but anyway, the album she did with Duke Ellington. I mean, it's so good, and she's so amazing. So anyway, my number one. And then my number two... Honorable mention, and I think she's underrated, guys. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Um, Anyway, everybody knows Shaka Khan, Sweet Thing, um, from her career with Rufus, um, uh, Through the Fire. Um, you know, everybody Great knows song. the Kanye West kind of thing. Anyway, she she can blow. She can blow. And everybody needs to know her because she's Shaka Khan. Anyway, that's my two honorable mentions. Yep. yep. Um, Adam, what do you got, sir? All right. Uh, for my first honorable mention, I picked this uh, obscure uh, 60 soul singer. I think it's... Aretha Franklin. Ain't no way for me to love you if you want. Who's that? I don't. Who? <laughs> uh, she, she did. She did a couple Muscle Shoals sessions or something. Um, I don't know. Uh, how do you? How do you miss Aretha amongst all of the greatest female um, singers? I. I R e s p c c t. Uh, maybe it's just one of those, like, you know, we're, uh, you know, charity gets so much love. Maybe it's like, you know, we're trying to shine light on others. But I just had to throw her name in there because, I mean, come on, it's Aretha Franklin. Well, wait, wait, my- wait. I got to stop you there. Did you guys see that the genius um, episodes of Aretha Franklin's life uh, on, like, Hulu right now? No. Oh, you guys got to watch it. Everybody out there, go on, uh, I think it's on Hulu, and there's uh, um the episodes of, of her like a like a, a tv show it's like it t- talks about her life aretha franklin goes through all her life and everything oh. and actually the woman that does her part she is amazing she could sing herself like incredible so you guys should go today and check that out um, because it's amazing um so anyway sorry about that go ahead oh no no hey I, I, I'm, I'm quite interested in that actually and um my other one i can't say i'm a big fan um, personally, uh, taste-wise, of this artist, but uh, just what she meant to the game overall, I kind of had to throw her name in there. Uh, Mariah Carey. Just that insane range. She kind of in- influenced the whole, like you know, like kind of Ariana Grande's kind of running with that whole high pitchy thing. I mean, she does kind of have like that Tom. <laughs> That that Tom, she, I mean Mariah Carey kind of has like that been in the limelight so long, like Tom, like a Tom Cruise thing where you're like, these they just they have this public perception perception of being completely weird and maybe it kind of just puts a damper on the career overall. But she, I mean, she was you know right around the uh, Whitney Houston time, she was huge, 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 and uh, she can know, blow. I, think, I mean, she can blow. Yeah, I mean, it might not be your taste. You might think she's completely nuts. You might be right on both accounts, but. I mean, you got to, what she, what she meant for the game, you know, means something. So I had to throw her in there for that. 
Yeah, she can definitely blow. And um, Adam, why don't, you, why don't we keep it to you with uh, with your final words on this thing, buddy? Oh boy. Well, you know, once again, it's it's unfortunate we had to uh, you know center this into the female vocalist. But I mean, and we left so many off. You know, countless to name. It's just uh, like Shirley baby. Horn. I gotta throw Shirley Horn out there. Yeah, man. Hmm. I mean, when, she, when you said she, Betty Carter, I was like, oh, Shirley Horn. Shirley Horn. Um, Shirley Bassey. Shirley The other oh, Shirley. No, sure, the other Gold, Shirley. Goldfinger. <laughs> so many. So many. But, uh, it's, it, it would be great if, um, you know, if we can do our part, uh, you know, from here on down the line to, to get the, uh, you know, the contemporary female singers on the, the you know, the recognition they deserve on like an equal footing. And, and you know, it's still, a, it's still a pretty male-dominated world. But, you know, we're trying. We're trying. And we can, you know, we'll do our part. But, uh, you know, and also you know, shine a light on all these uh, of the past that were so influential to, to men and women, you know? Yeah. So and there's so many uh, that even like, so we look at the past, but there's so many even like further back, like Ma Rainey and like just so many people yeah. out there. Odetta. That, um, Odetta. Oh, Odetta, of yeah. course. You know, and just so many people out there that um, that people need to check out. That we need to check out. Um, so I'm sure we'll revisit this. this if you got to make a little extra effort, it, it just I think we're saying it's it's worth the extra effort, you know, because th- there's a lo- there's still a lot there that we haven't even covered on this pod. So yes, yes. Uh, and on that note, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you've been listening to the list of Right Fiction Podcast on behalf of Brendan, Patty, Meta, McGann, Adam, Blonde, Selick, the Podiatrist, Zelensky. Freddie, Bo Betty, Freudy, Bernie, a uh, Bernie, <laughs> <laughs> Bourbon, uh, my name is Pause. Aaron Brown. <laughs> my name is Aaron Brown, the John Stockton, the podcast, uh, AKA, go ahead, Adam. Quarantine. Quarantine. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. Right fiction. <laughs> <laughs>